Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. <laughs> My name is Joe, along with Laffy McGee, Laffy McGee. <laughs> and Jeff, and we have a guest today. What's going on, everyone? Man, you guys just crack me up. You like, crack us up. What are you talking about? They were it's, intermittently it's arguing. It's Joe. Like, literally moments before the button was pressed. Well, you know how... how uh, I gotta start things off. Yeah. That's preparation. <laughs> Well, you know how his wife is the voice to the intro? She actually said a ragtag group of people. I mean, that's him right there. You got it. There, there you go. go. Ragtag. Jessica, how are you this morning? I'm great. I'm awake. Yes, we got Wait, Jessica we go. C. on the program as a guest today, and uh, we love Jessica. And Je- I, I've been seeing Jessica come here for years, and it's not been until the past year and a half, two years, that uh, you know we, we've uh, spoken words to each other, and I just love how, how she's of service around here, and she sponsors women, and uh, she does the deal, so we asked her to come on. She's a listener as well, so that's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what's your sobriety date, Jess? My sobriety date is July 15th of 2008. How about we find out about July 14th of 2008? Oh, well, July <laughs> yeah. 14th uh, was the day that I had relapsed. Mm. So I had come in um, through a rehab facility September 11th, actually 9-11 of 07. Mm. So I was on a plane on a 9-11 date. Yeah. Where were you coming from? I, w- I was here in Jacksonville, but I was flying down to South Florida. Oh, did uh, you go, to, go to, to one rehab. of those? Did you yeah. go to one of those horseback rehab? I did. Oh, oh yeah. they actually had horses there. Well, they didn't have horses, but they did have a pool and they had uh, lamb for dinner. Uh, but so you it, was, see? it was nice. one of those That's nice. 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 Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you, here in Stepping Stone, the <laughs> classes and all kinds of you know what I mean. Yeah, we had classes. Like I had one roommate. I didn't have to clean anything. Like we went to meetings all day. It was nice, but that was like my one shot. Like after that, I'm going posh, to the, posh. Yeah, not posh. here. When we like back in the day, you call stepping stones. They say, "Listen, you got to come here. We got horses. We got a pool. You get there, and they got horseshoes. And when it rains, puddles. They don't have any of that. They do have a pool now. Stop lying. Yeah, now no, they I've, do. I've heard about. I've heard about some places like that though, where it's like, yeah, you go on their website. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. It's like they went down to the street to like some nice apartment complex and took a picture of all the amenities. And then you actually get yeah, there, and there's exactly. none of that. <laughs> oh, listen, I thought I was living the dream, and I came down here for a reason. You know, when, when my mom told me you can go to Pennsylvania or Florida, shit, it was getting cold. It was August. It was getting Florida. cold. I need to come uh, down to Florida. You heard they had good crack down here. You better stop it. <laughs> listen. <laughs> but, I thought the whole state and was And I'll a never forget that first time I was in treatment down here. The first time, not second. The first time. And I was sitting out by this luxury pool, and it's got a pond outside of it, and it just, and I was like, yeah, this is the life. I'm in rehab and living the life. Did you feed the flamingos? No, (laughs) not in rehab, but I have fed the flamingos since being a resident. I'm sure you have. (laughs) Mine had had iguanas out. Oh, my goodness. Did you really? Oh, iguanas. You had iguanas? Yeah. What do we got? We got those stupid lizards, and we We put them on our earlobes in rehab, because they ain't got teeth and rip their tails off. Jeez. They're fun to catch. Man. Yeah, but honestly, when you're in rehab, like, you don't, I mean, I know for me, I was 
because I was coming off of opiates and everything. So I was completely depressed and I didn't really want to go hang out by the pool. I didn't want right. to go work out at the no, gym that yeah, they had. Yeah, like, no. yeah were, I wanted like, to lay around. Like, I was, I felt like dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. So so let's rewind then. So you um you had a little bit of time and you relapsed? I did. I came in um in September of 2007. <clears throat> I came back from rehab. Um I really hadn't conceded though to mm-hmm. my innermost self that I couldn't drink. So even though I had abused alcohol and I choose to go to Alcoholics Anonymous, I didn't feel like I had crossed that line from like you know, the cucumber to the pickle, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, but I knew I had with opiates and drugs. And so I just, I wasn't convinced that I couldn't one day drink like normal people. And so one day I, I mean, I thought I was working the program, you know, I had a sponsor, I was working the steps on paper and my neighbor was painting her house and I was like, oh, I'll help. And then I saw a bottle of pills in her cabinet and mm. I just wiped the whole bottle. Nice. Took them all. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. way to do it. That's right. <laughs> but that night I, I felt so damn guilty because right. AA will do that to you, right? It like gets in your head and I felt so guilty and it w- didn't work basically. It no longer was That's working. That's the worst part about it when it stops working. Oh it it wasn't working. I, I didn't feel any better. Like Still felt thoughts, miserable. Yes. The yeah. thoughts in my head didn't shut off. Mm-hmm. The cravings got worse, you know, it, it was, you know, that allergy was kick, kicked back in again. And I was in a meeting that night and I had to tell my sponsor and I was just a mess. Is it the same sponsor you have now? No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's my third sponsor. Okay. So it's been 13 years. So I've had three sponsors. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you, you take those pills and less than 24 hours that night you're in a meeting. I am. Cause I was supposed to, I told my sponsor I was going to meet her there. And so I was like, well, I got to show up and I wasn't going to say anything. But then I got there and I freaking fell apart. So here you didn't use any more after that night. I did not. So what was the decision to go to rehab then? The rehab was in September. OK. The first I, time. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the first. That was the very first. Gotcha. I got a problem. I'm shooting up in my office, basically. And as a nurse. And then I stayed sober for about nine months, swiped the pills and I was back in a meeting that night. Oh boy! And that was July fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, good stuff. That's yeah. all. Shooting up in your office. I was. That's nice. that's where my addiction took me. No, that's good. Yeah. I um because there's another guy that comes here who uh what was he a pharmacist or whatever? Oh yeah, it's a couple yeah. of ph- there's actually quite no, a few. But no, it's funny because he here. yeah he would hook himself up to the IV. Yep. Stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. And I didn't hook myself up ex- to an IV, but I would literally go. Well, you got access to all the needles and probably drugs you wanted. Yeah, I mean, that's I what was I would the be doing. Assistant director of nursing, so I was a very very much in charge over the entire hospital mm-hmm. at night, seven mm-hmm. P to seven A, and so I would run out of my prescription. I would buy them off a friend and then those would run out and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to steal them because that's a felony. But I had to. <laughs> yeah, that's I had right. to because that's if right. not, I was going to be sick. Yep. And if I was going to be sick, then I couldn't function. And I had a little girl and a boyfriend and a new house and all these responsibilities. And it's like, so I used my thumbprint and went into the AccuDose machine and took it out and I told myself I was never going to go there. But our disease is progressive and that's that's where it took me. Man, yeah, I hear you. I'd be doing the same thing. And 30 days sober, after I got out of rehab, I got back and they called me in because I had taken a leave of absence. 
and didn't tell them why. Mm-hmm. Well, they figured out why. Right. And when I came back, I was 30 days sober. They came back to, uh, they wanted to talk to me about my job. And so I go in, I'm in a suit and heels, and I walk in this professional job, and detectives were there waiting on me. Mm. Ooh, busted. Yeah. And I was arrested, and I was charged with eight felonies, eight first degree felonies of, um, Theft of narcotics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's nothing to play with. Yeah, no, it was. No joke. And um, thankfully, I was only in jail one night, and they let me out on my own recognizance because I hadn't had any priors. But when I got let out, it was Florida, Georgia weekend, and um, I'll never forget it because when I, they let me out of jail, I looked all disheveled. I'm in a suit and heels, and I'm walking downtown because back then... Um, cell phones wouldn't take collect calls. So I couldn't call anyone to come oh, pick me no. up. Yeah. And so I'm walking against all of the traffic and all of the people oh, are like, yeah, Gators, chomp, chomp, yeah, woo, yeah. And they're already drinking early in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I have to go into a bar to find a phone to call my boyfriend at the time to come pick me up. Jeez. And they offered me a drink. A free drink. That sounds like the walk of shame. You know what I'm uh, yeah. talking about, Aaron? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the most humiliate, humiliating experience, but the most humbling. You know, sometimes yeah. humiliation can cause us to be humble, but that that I needed it. I needed every bit of it. Isn't so, a Florida Georgia game this weekend? Something like that. You should it's go down up. there and make that walk again, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, in like no. in your nurses stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. Ask you this: What kept you from taking that free drink that was offered to you? I don't know. I think it was just God mm-hmm. doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because I got a diet coke, and I sat there by the window, waited for my boyfriend to come pick me up. And then, I don't know why. And then what happened with your job then? Oh, I lost it. I was fired. Did you lose your license to? Um, I, they pulled my license to practice. I yeah. had to go into a program called IPN Okay. Um, for nurses. Um, they have one for doctors um, called PRN, similar. So I don't know. So I, they used to have it here. They did. At the, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm talking yep. about. Yeah, yeah, that was years ago. I remember when I was uh, living in the halfway house here. This is yeah. 12 years ago. Professional meeting. At the I remember when the, you were living in that halfway house. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was called the professionals meeting. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was it was really just a bunch of like nurses and doctors. Right. And it was my, I, I mean, obviously I never participated in that because I'm not a professional, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. But no, Joe. <laughs> but no, they always like people would always just say, "Oh, those are the people that they have to go to that thing in order to not lose their license." So that's what you had to do. Correct. So IPN is Intervention Project for Nurses, and it's basically um, each state has their own type of program. Right. And so what they do is when you've been reported to the Board of Nursing for let's say going to jail, right. or DUI, or something like that, IPN gets notified automatically of those infractions, and then they contact you and decide whether you need to be in that program or not. No, they knew I needed to be in the program. It was a five-year program. They basically hold your life. Five light. years? Five years. Wow. Yeah, five years. It, it was, it was a no long time. That's a, that is a long I was not expecting that. No, it was no chintzy program. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they hold your license like a carrot. I thought it'd be like 90 days or something. <laughs> no, no. It's five years, and actually... You have to. I had to call a a color number line Monday oh, through Friday. Boy. Every, wow. 
every single day. Yeah. Oh, for like drug Monday testing. Monday through Friday. What color yeah. did you have? I had pink. That's <laughs> probably a yep. good color, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, pink is kind of my color. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm girly girl. But um, if they call the color, you had to go drop a urine specimen yeah. oh, yeah. that day. And if you didn't, you were considered relapse. Yep. They would pull your license and you could not work. Wow. Not to mention, try to get a job as an IPN nurse. Right. You're you like, know, you got like a red flag all over but you. But there's probably a bunch of them out there. There are, but nobody wants to hire you. No, I mean, right. I had a hell of a time. The only reason why I ended up getting a job is because I knew someone right. from a, a past that I had a good relationship with, happened to have a good relationship with. But I thought I was going to work at Wendy's. I mean, I really did. Huh. Mm-hmm. So do you, do, do you, enca- over the years, have you encountered a lot of other people in like the medical field that like, you know, I'm sure nobody really likes to talk about it at work, no, but have you encountered other people that like have had to go through the same thing, like that same type of program or they, they, you know, they got busted for stealing, you know, not at work, okay, but here I have like uh, a lot okay. of times people will refer, you know, nurses to me because they're in the IPN program. They have questions or something right, like that and right. I can kind of walk them through it. Okay. I well, gotcha. let me ask you something. Have you seen, um, <laughs> success stories here? In other words, like people who have come through that were patients of yours, you know, with alcoholism and addiction and they wind up here. Do do you see anybody familiar? Um, no, but I have, I actually just a couple months ago when COVID was surging, I, um, I'm a, I'm a nurse educator right now. So I don't do as much patient care as I used to. And, um, I work in the operating room. So, uh, when COVID hit, the nursing shortage was like super low. So they took all of us non-clinical people and said, we need your help. So I was in the ER at Baptist North taking care of patients, putting in IVs, I mean, doing like real nursing care. And I came across a patient who was there. He was having seizures. He was really young. And um, I was taking care of him. And I remember asking him, and because he said he, he was a heavy drinker. And I said, are you an alcoholic? And he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity to tell him that I was as well. And that, you know, he said he's tried AA, but never kind of stuck. And I said, well, you know, I was able to have a conversation with him. I don't know what happened to him. I've never seen him around. But mm. it is a cool experience to be able to, you know, I don't tell everybody. But, no, you know, I'm I sure, feel like God sure. kind of guides me when it's necessary. You know what's yeah. cool about that? Doug J has a similar story when he was in the hospital. And somebody came mm-hmm. up to him like that. That's yeah. amazing. It was like a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and told him her story and yeah. stuff. And that that's like he shares that. How that so you never know. Like when you can plant the seed. Like... Well, it probably yeah. helped you more than him of anyway. Course. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's how exactly. it always is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't go around telling people at my job. You know, my boss knows. They know yeah. the extent. Right. Um, because I'm really not trying to hide it. But if it's applicable, like, I'll share it. Like, my closest colleagues know. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, I'm sitting here listening to Jess, and I'm, like, saying to myself, I may owe my wife an amends. Uh-oh. Like, what you do just now? popped up in my <laughs> head. You haven't even been married for 10 minutes, Jess. <laughs> I what mean, did I, you do? Uh, well, uh, we won't get into it now of what a, what what happened or anything. We may not get into it on the ne- next you podcast. You better not talk about what's going on between you and your wife on this show. Oh, please, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's just say I had be an, another amends to make. Right. We're going to say I had an accident yesterday, mm. 
And um, I called her immediately, and she came over, and she's looking at my wound, and she and she's telling me something. Maybe maybe we should go and get it looked at, or whatever. And uh, she just got accepted to nurses' school, and she <gasps> oh, starts she in January. It. Oh man, top like she just got the letter two days ago. Awesome. Oh my god, uh, she's that is hard. Bit. Yeah, and that she, is hard. Like they even told her like top of the class. What an amazing job she's done, wow, right? Congratulations. And uh, yeah, she's waiting her. on the That's background amazing. to come through because she has something from ten years ago, which is going to be okay. Yeah. So, um, and I said, you know what? I said, Jessica's inside. I'm going to get with her after the meeting just to have her look at it. Oh. <laughs> oh that's pretty because, funny. Because I was like, yeah, she's actually a nurse right now. <laughs> she was like, dang. I even know don't do that. <laughs> she, no, she, she was laughing about it. Yeah, that's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> wait till you go through school first. I think I'm still going to say, I'm sorry. I was thinking about that. That might have been a little insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Whatever, Aaron. Yeah, but you know, once she gets through school and is a nurse, she'll be like your family nurse for everything. That's I know. I call my mama anytime I have a cough. Yeah. My mom's been a nurse for 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, really? Uh-huh. That's I'll awesome. Be, I'll be ready to retire by then. A year and, she, and a half. She oh, loves to, to tell her patients that I'm an alcoholic. Because <laughs> 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 oh, she doesn't have that yeah. experience, you know, to, right. to share. And she actually works in like the behavioral department of the emergency room Mm -hmm. so like if you commit try to commit suicide or overdose like you go see her and so she loves to say i got two daughters that are alcoholics and addicts and she shares like the parents perspective um and she's actually helped a lot of people Mm -hmm. Um, it's a unique perspective yeah Mm -hmm. it's so Man, that's why yeah. we got to get a phone hooked up to this so we could call. What's her? Is it? What's her first name again? That that's my mama, Cedar. Yeah, uh, that's Cedar. Yeah, yeah. So we we got to be calling Cedar during the show. Cedar. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And now you're still a nurse. And one of the other things Jessica does, by the way, um, she just helped with our roast. She made these fantastic stickers that we gave out um, to the roast as, as gifts to people. But she does embroidery as well, right? Any kind I do, of embroidery? Yeah, I I used I've I've learned as an educator educator that I'm I'm pretty creative and right. so I um I crochet these amigurumi um little animals and actually I'm doing another one um for someone here soon and I I have a cricket machine and it's like a cutting machine and so I can create designs and um there's iron-on designs, there's sublimation designs, there's different types of designs where you can iron it on the material. And so just recently, actually, my husband, he's a sales person, he's a VP of sales of a landscaping company, and he was looking for like some gifts to give out, you know, and um, we got these little um, hand sanitizer like little holders, and I was able to put his logo on every single one of them, oh, wow. iron them on, and then I also made stickers to go on the hand sanitizer bottles. Cool. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Are you so, looking to expand that or anything like that? I, I mean, maybe. I love being a nurse. I, I, yeah. I, I, I do love being a nurse. It is a hobby. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I would... I haven't been able to like narrow it down to like one thing. I think if I were to do it for like a business business, I would need to like narrow it down because yeah. I'm doing so many different things. I don't think I, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what see God what has happens. in store. Yeah. But I do enjoy it. No, that's cool. That's cool. So I do have another question for you about the, yeah. uh, the narcotics at the, like the hospital mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you've been sober for quite a while now, but I'm it, more towards like the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. How was it being around? So like, I'm, I'm a dope fiend myself. Okay. I used to shoot heroin, right? Right. And no, don't get me wrong. I'm an alcoholic. I just like I've done, how he says it. I've done yeah. every other. <laughs> we just like the way you say it. Well, you know, I've done every other <laughs> drug there dope. is, yeah. you know? 
But on a, on a day-to-day basis, like especially when I first got sober, like I was around people drinking or smoking weed and stuff like that, but I wasn't around like heroin. Right. You know what I mean? Now you, as a job, had to be around opiates then. I did. How was, how was dealing with that, especially in the beginning? I, I was terrified. I was terrified. I probably would be. Yeah. I wanted to take it on more than one occasion. Yeah. I didn't, but I wanted to. And, you know, one of Oof. the tools that AA has taught me is that I'm not responsible for my first thought. Right. But I can choose what I do about it. So how'd you make it through all that? Well, the first year in IPN, you're not allowed to give narcotics. So <clears throat> you're still around it. Though. You are. Yeah. Yes. And I still could have taken it. But like I had to get coworkers that I trusted. So like a patient's going into surgery, they give you the little cocktail before you go back, and it's called Versed, which is uh-huh. a narcotic, I would have to call a couple of coworkers to actually go give it. Now, after that one year, I was given my narcotic license back, and I right. was at the OR desk having to count the narcotics from anesthesiologists. Oh, boy. And actually, mm. we caught someone who was actually abusing an anesthesiologist yeah. by counting their narcotics. Yeah. I, was, I was terrified. I was what terrified. But I mean, you just... I just did it. Any, I just, just I prayed. I talked with my sponsor. Like I was working a program. Like I, I wasn't. That's um, right. I wasn't doing it alone. And like it, okay. when I had those thoughts, I was able to talk about it. You know, I had a nurse support group meeting that I had to go to, so we would talk about it in that report. You know, in right. that meeting too. So I had a lot of support, which helped. And I, I didn't just keep the secrets in my head when I had that. That's thought. probably the biggest thing, right? Yeah, you see? yeah that's yeah. the solution, right? How do yeah. we get? How do we get through this? I right. prayed. I talked to a sponsor. I worked a program. I had meetings. I mean, that's it, right there. I, I did. just, yeah, like I said, I just can only imagine what it's like for someone like you know, like us who are addicted to opiates and then have to go to work every day and just be like, around it. But it's kind of like the you know. The people whose drug of choice is alcohol, they go in a grocery store. It's right, right. there. No, that's true. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I know I know a guy who, uh, I mean, the guy's an alcoholic, and he's been a bartender for God knows how long. Oh, my long, gosh. You know yeah, I mean? that's got to be hard, too. I mean, I guess it's just business is business, but, you know. Well, you know, um, back in 2016, I was managing River Region Rehab, and we had quite a few people come through there in the medical field. I've seen it here, too, and their big thing was IV Dilaudid. you see that mm-hmm. a lot? Oh, I mean, I... Yeah, like been there, done that. I mean, it's fast acting, so it doesn't last for very long. Mm. So you get sick quicker, and that so that wasn't my choice. Fentanyl was longer lasting. Morphine, Dilaudid was kind of quick, and it was out of your system quicker. I mean, it hit you quicker, but yeah, anything you people can get their hands on. Boy, pretty much. Yeah, I I wouldn't be able to work in that atmosphere. No, not not at the beginning. For me, you never know, right? But you you do never know. I mean, I say that you have no idea. But like I said, in the beginning, like I said, I was around people drinking and smoking pot and stuff like that, and it just didn't really bother me. Even though, like, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict, right? But man, that you know, being but you know, for me, give me some more. What What bothered me the most? You know, even though I I abused alcohol and I consider myself an alcoholic today, my drug of choice wasn't what bothered me the most when I got sober. It was not being able to drink Mm. for me. Oh, wow. For me, it was like. I can't be normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It was like I would go to dinner with my friends and I'd be like, why can't I have a drink? Right. Or I would look at their drink and be like. Why haven't they drank all that? Like, I all of a sudden was obsessing with, that I never realized I was obsessing before. Normal people wow. don't do that. No, they right. really don't. Yeah. They don't. And it took me probably about six months to to 
be okay with. I remember my first sponsor, I would always say, like, why do people introduce themselves in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, like, as an addict or something like that? Or, like, it was just a big topic in my head of how you introduce yourself. And my mom would always push on me, like, Aaron, you're an alcoholic. You have a problem with alcohol. Like, nobody keeps the empty bottles as trophies after they drink them. <laughs> like, funny. still to this day, she'll yeah. bring that s- stuff up. And about six months sober, I finally realized that the same thing Jessica was just saying, like, Normal people don't sit there and watch people and like, why can't I do that? Right. And, and obsess over why I can't just have one. Right. And, yep. you know, the main problem, the alcoholic scent is in the mind, right? It I, tells us that in the literature on page 23. And I rem- I can relate to because in 2016, I went to the movies with this girl and uh, uh, she was more of an addict. That was her drug of choice. My drug of choice is alcohol. And once I drink alcohol, I got a huge cocaine problem with everything right. else, right? Mm-hmm. So she's sitting there next to me. And, and the movie, I don't know what movie it was, but they were drinking, doing drugs and everything. And uh, she whispered in my ear, you, you know, I'm watching this and uh, I'm an addict. I feel like I could drink. And I like... At the same time, I was watching the movie saying, I'm more of an alcoholic. I could probably do that line of blow. It's just crazy how a disease will try to manipulate us, man. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's why we need God in a 12-step program. Yep. Yeah, because without it, it, I would have never been able to go back yeah, to work. That's with right. all that temptation and responsibility mm-hmm. and... You know, a lot of nurses don't make it through IPN, and they just relinquish their nursing license. Oh, really? You've seen that a bunch, huh? A bunch. But I was hell-bent. I'm like, I got my bachelor's degree in nursing. I am not letting that go. That that, girl, five of, years is a long time. It to was, try, but it yeah. was one of the only things that kept me sober initially. Yeah, and thank That's goodness good. when you came right back, you, you got a sponsor, and you started doing the deal right I away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any kind of uh, waiting on that, man, that would have been bad. I think you said it, you know, going not going through it alone, you know what I mean? And, you know, talking about, like you said, being at work and feeling that, you know what I mean? And getting that stuff, because otherwise it'll just fester in your yeah, mind. You and just, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, let me say this before we close out. You know, I love that we do this podcast early in the morning for, for this reason right here, because if, if you guys ain't feeling the same way, what I'm taking with me after this podcast from Jessica is a message of hope. Yeah. I mean, look where she came from and what still has the career and what she did to get by it. This program works. God is good if we invite him into our lives. This is good stuff. And see, that I, is good stuff. Th- that's the point that I really wanted, like that I really got today is you actually are still a nurse today. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would have <laughs> quit. I would have tapped out. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's a lot. And, and I'm sure the shame and the guilt that, mm-hmm. that you had at the beginning of that. And like now today you could possibly lead other people with that same exact problem and say, yep, I was there too. And I'm on the other side of it. Because I'm sure, I know for me, like, that other side seemed impossible before I stopped drinking. It did. It surely seemed impossible. But with AA, the 12 steps, I mean, anything's possible. So let me ask you a question. I need, if I need a Z-Pack, can I give you a call? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you where to no, go no, to yeah, get it. Go. <laughs> I'm not a nurse practitioner, so I don't write scripts, but... It's all good. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on. Yes. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, you guys. Great yeah. job, Jess. Awesome. Well, we're out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember to please share our podcast, like it on you know Apple Podcasts, follow it, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And we yeah. appreciate everyone for listening. Thanks, Doctor Joe. Absolutely, not a problem. We'll take. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>